0: Have you been questioning your reality and feel like there's more to life than meets the eye? Or maybe you're on a spiritual journey and have so many questions? Well, we've got you covered. Join us weekly
1: for casual conversations on how to trust your intuition and answer all of your burning questions. Welcome to Behind the Emerald Veil podcast with Allie
0: and Mandy. Hi, welcome back. We are here for episode four. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, we're having so much fun um, chatting and we're hoping that you guys are learning so much and we're getting some great feedback. So we really appreciate that. If you guys feel called to leave a review, we would appreciate that too, but only if you feel called to. Today, we're going to talk about uh, soul contracts. And this is something that um, was really like eye-opening to us both but before we get into it we pulled a couple cards and we both feel like these messages are for our audience and so we're probably going to share these cards each episode but um, do you want to share H's card first? Yeah so I pulled a card from Work Your
1: Light Oracle Cards by Rebecca Campbell and the card that got pulled was Starseed and I love this card Um, and basically I feel like the message that my guide is trying to give is that um that you're you're starseed and you're on a double mission. And your mission is to raise humanity's vibration to spread light and joy and to not dim your light and that you're you're needing to just kind of open up to this and Be yourself and speak your truth. And this will help raise humanity's vibration. Yeah, perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Cody's um, message for everybody. I pulled a card from the Shaman's Dream Oracle deck, one of my favorite decks. And one I use almost every time in my Monday card readings. Um, I got the Watcher's card. So the message for you through Cody was to to pause really to get off the treadmill and take a deep breath and just to become the witness within your life and observe kind of become the observer. So that's one of the first things that you can start doing in when you, when you start asking the questions is you sort of retreat and you just become the observe observer. I can't even say that word, but um, do not engage with the action happening around you. Just simply observe. And that will take you out of, you know, the lower vibration of like fear, jealousy guilt all those things and when you can raise up and see it from a different perspective um yeah so that is cody's reminder for you guys is to just become the observer in your life yeah
1: i love it i do too that one that is a really good message like becoming the observer i find that has helped me so much totally when i've kind of gotten deep into something or something's like bothering me yeah. or I'm witnessing something
0: when you get really pulled into something like yeah. that somebody's really worked up about. Yeah.
1: And then you yeah. get pulled into that and I'm like being reminding myself to kind of pull back and be the observer that has been game changer.
0: Totally. And I have to say, even for like things with my son. So as a parent, <laughs> if you're able to pull back and observe it from a different perspective, like I could get really mad and reactionary on, you know, things that, my son has done well he's but I understand from a different perspective he's learning lessons Mm -hmm. and he's um and he's this is his soul learning these things so that he can evolve in this in this incarnation for his future so I could get really reactionary and you know do all the you know yelling and screaming and all the things yeah or I could come at it from a more compassionate lens and have a conversation with him about it instead of you know, all of the tension and anger. So it's been very helpful with parenting as well. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. can totally see that. Yeah, absolutely. And J- Jace is probably so thankful <laughs> that I'm coming at it from that perspective, too, because, yeah, who wants to be in that space? But And this kind of ties into our conversation today, too, because we're going to talk all about um, basically the purpose of our incarnation and kind of what happens before we come into our, into our bodies and what the purpose is and all that sort of stuff. So um, we're going to talk about a lot of the things we learned in a book called Journey of Souls mm-hmm. um, by Michael R. Newton. Uh, he is a uh psychologist and hypnotherapist yeah. and has done many case studies on uh with his patients and journeyed them through hypnotherapy back into the spirit world essentially and learned a lot of this information through all of these hundreds and hundreds of case studies and there's a book called journey of souls that he's put out if you are interested in that totally recommend this book we'll put it in the show notes but it was one of the life-changing books that we have both read mm-hmm. and one that a lot of um our you know call like spirit like soul sisters and everything have also read and a lot of our mentors have read so something that we would recommend for sure hmm
1: mm-hmm. yeah that was uh that was definitely, I, Journey of Souls was definitely my like pivotal point, yeah. right? It was my um, kind of like that light switch went off uh, reading that and it just felt right. Yeah. Everything felt right, mm-hmm. what was being said. And I think it helped that he he had these private sessions with, like you said, hundreds of different patients. It's, mm-hmm. And he was finding the common denominator, right? When he would bring these people back. So for me, the the logical side of my brain right Mm -hmm. where i'm like really like is this and you start to kind of try to rationalize things yeah but then i was like no he's done this hundreds and hundreds of times these are solo. They're not being broadcasted. These are sessions one-on-one and these people are all kind of describing the same thing. Right. Cause I yeah. think he even puts like the interview yeah. word for word of what they're saying. And so you can see that common denominator. And so for me, that was kind of like, no, this is, this is real. right? Yeah. And
0: it was almost like a sense of remembering when we, like when I yeah. read the book, I was like, yeah, that makes so much sense. That resonates deeply and that's a a remembering and I have to say like he must have like so much courage for him to even publish this book because nobody especially as a scientist Mm -hmm. um he's a scientist right maybe (laughs) we're gonna call him maybe somebody is to us (laughs) somebody in that field anyways like you know, obviously fear of judgment from all of your colleagues and peers Ooh. in in that field, but to have the especially courage, then, yeah, right, like it, it's not like this it was the early nineties, I think. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would be a huge
1: because you're a professional, and then all of a sudden to be looked at to be like mm-hmm. you're a nut job, right? Yeah. Because it just wasn't even mainstream then. So I can't even imagine the amount
0: of courage. Yeah, for sure. But I'm very life changing. So definitely check out that book yes. if you don't have it already, and if you haven't haven't read it, then read it. <laughs> it <laughs> um so okay so let's talk about what we do as a soul so we exist when we're not in human form or in a body in the spirit world right our yeah. soul is in the spirit world and in the spirit world <clears throat> all there is is love and compassion and knowledge and we just you know there's just like all the high vibrational feelings that you would ever want to feel Exist in this space. Mm -hmm. So, the whole purpose of coming into a human incarnation is to learn lessons and to level your soul up in the sense like you can't feel you know jealousy or anger or frustration but you also can't taste and you can't experience when you're in the in as a soul in the spirit world so part of there's no physical form right you're just energy yes right so part of the purpose to come into an incarnation is to experience and adventure and taste and love and like fight and all of experience duality experience polarity
1: all the all of the senses right you experience all of the senses and and you know I remember at one point thinking like gosh why would you want to come and learn hate and sadness and heartbreak and all those things right like Mm -hmm. why the heck if you came from love like let's just stay there but you also can't learn Mm-hmm. When you're only in a love state, and you know to be given this opportunity to come and learn through diversity, right? And, um, and polarity, adversity, adversity, yeah, not Advers- adversity. <laughs> well,
0: <there's laughs> Words diversity. are hard today. I was like,
1: also <laughs> in my head, I'm like, that's wrong. Um, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's it's giving this opportunity to be able to learn these lessons that we can't learn in the spirit world.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole purpose. I shouldn't say the whole purpose, but part of the purpose is to, um, level up as a soul. Because when you're, when you're an energy in the spirit world, you, you want to learn these lessons so that you can essentially become a higher evolved energy. Yeah. And the higher, the higher evolved energies then become guides like spirit guides. Mm -hmm. So when you have learned all the life lessons that you need to learn on earth, which you can call earth school essentially, then um, then you become a spirit guide and then... Or that's one of the roads
1: you can yes. take. So like one of the roads can be to be a spirit guide or I think there's, I, I remember reading, I think that was in the second book actually, when I was reading the second book of his, um, just talking about the different, how different souls decide to go in different avenues. So yeah. the, some of the souls are the ones that want to be, who greet souls coming to... Um, uh, the spirit world, right? right? Or the souls that go through the souls that when they've arrived and need to kind of shed some of um, maybe the, the, heaviness. the heaviness, yeah, then they're that kind of that medical side of yeah. things, right? So it was really cool to see like all of these different avenues some of these souls would take oh, yeah. Um, yeah, as they kind of leveled out.
0: Haven't read second book yet. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I'm going to read it's it. It's so good. <laughs> you need to read it. I'm like reading five books at once. That one's going to be six. Yes. <laughs> That's
1: amazing. Yeah. No, it was really it was mm. really interesting because it was just kind of like you know, I know when I was reading the Book, oh gosh, how many times was it when I was reading the book and I'd reach out to you and I'd be like, What is the point? Yes, like, yeah. what is the point if we've already planned this life? Yeah. What is the point of this? And it was just in this like part of me of being like told what to do, yeah, <laughs> right? Like, I felt that kind of got triggered in me because I was just like, No, you think that this is my path, but I'm gonna throw you a curveball yeah.
0: and I'm gonna do something else because you can't tell me what to do. I remember yeah. I went through that phase, yeah. right? Yeah, like, it's just so. Oh, and they talk about they talk about that in the book is like before we come we plan everything out mm-hmm. so we plan this out with our spirit guides but we plan out infinite possibilities and uh infinite like I guess free will. So free will is a big thing. So when you plan out your lifetime, you, there's certain lessons that you have planned to learn in this life. And that is a given, you're going to learn these lessons. You're going to either learn them the easy way or the hard way, (laughs) essentially. So the free will, everybody also has free will. So the free will kicks in on how you're going to learn those lessons. Mm -hmm. So, um, I heard somebody say, or explain it sort of like this, like your lesson in this lifetime is to learn to tie your shoes. Mm -hmm. The free will is how you're going to learn it. Are you going to learn to tie your shoes with the bunny ears or with the swoop and loop? Yeah. Yeah. So the free will kicks in on how you're going to learn your lesson. And we can even get into that even like even more so in the sense of, you know, you're going to learn this lesson regardless. So if you're fighting the lesson, you're making it even harder to learn that lesson. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But that's your free will to fight against learning this lesson uh, and making it harder to to learn it in the end.
1: Well, and also the thing is it doesn't even mean that in this lifetime you may not even learn the yeah. lesson, right? So um you know, you come you, you you came to earth uh with whatever lessons that you have and you might leave earth without learning those lessons and then you're coming back to let's try this again, yeah. right? And that happens all, all the, the time. time. Like it can take multiple, hundreds of lifetimes sometimes to learn a lesson. Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah. not just something like, oh, you failed, you need to come back. Yeah. It is something that, you know, it's, you could come back how many times to get that lesson learned depending on kind of what that lesson is. But it's not like the life is wasted. No. Because there's many lessons along the way that you're learning, but maybe that one true big lesson that you're supposed to learn um, just wasn't learned. And it also, I remember thinking like, well, what's my lesson? Mm -hmm. And you want it to be this grand lesson, (laughs) right? Like you're just thinking, what is it? And like, it could be as simple as you know, I think one of the ones for me is learning to love myself, which yeah. sounds so simplistic.
0: Mine's boundaries. It's so
1: hard, Yeah, right? Like yeah. it really is. Yeah. And it's just, and you're going to be in with boundaries. You're going to be faced with things
0: All that make time. it
1: harder to put boundaries, yeah. right? Because you need to move through that and, and come above it. They're not just going to make it easy where no. you're just like, oh, okay, I just have to learn. No, you're going to be challenged with boundaries, right? Yeah. To constantly be able to get
0: through it and and move above that. Yeah, so you might be like, okay, well, my lesson is this and then you're like so, so I learned that lesson and now we're moving on and then it's yeah like, you're not just done <laughs> no. and then but Peace. you're going to notice it's going to creep back up and give you another opportunity to actually to get it again and again and again oh
1: uh, yeah. i know i feel, i you know how many times have i said i'm like oh my goodness they're testing me Yeah. they're testing my reserve right yeah. I'll, I'll come through something that i'll be like no i'm standing up for myself or yeah. no i'm going to you know like look at this and i i went through this and and then all of a sudden something will come and i'm like and i'll say to mandy Oh, they're testing me. They're putting me to the test right now. And like, can I, am I going to pass it or not? Right? Yeah.
0: So that brings us to like soul contracts, actually, because Mm -hmm. through our lifetime, you know, we are learning specific lessons that we have decided that we're going to learn. So that would be part of our life contract. Yeah. Right. But then we also have contracts with other souls that are put into our path to help us learn these lessons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so and so before we come into this incarnation it's like you it's kind of like imagine like this ball of energy that is a consciousness and you're just sort of planning out your lifetime and now you've got to bring in the players for your your performance essentially who's going to play specific roles in your in your performance of life right so for example let's talk about a um contract that i very clearly knew this person was put into my life for a reason before any of this. So I was 18 years old and I was in a relationship. Uh, It was my first serious relationship and he was by far a narcissist. I didn't know what that term was then. Mm -hmm. I just knew that the way that he treated me was not the way I should be treated, but I had it in my mind that I needed to stay with him for a specific reason. So I tried to make it work way too long but regardless I was 18 I was very naive I was very innocent I was very like um I was an easy pushover you know just like anyway so he (laughs) manipulated me and we stayed together I think the whole relationship was less than a year but regardless I went through a lot with him I ended up moving to Kamloops um BC to get away from him and to get away from my friends because you know in that dynamic like your friends are like I wasn't seeing them much because he was pulling me away from them and then they were making me feel bad and then he was making me feel bad. So I moved to Kamloops and I lived with my auntie there and then he ended up moving there too. Oh. And then eventually we moved in together and he, like, it was just terrible, but, uh, and I had to escape, like essentially I literally planned out my escape and, um, I went back home. And then he thought I was coming back and I didn't. And it was messy and very dramatic for an 18 year old to go through. But regardless, I got out of it. And I knew, I knew like in that as an 18 year old, you would think that you would be super devastated and there was like all these emotions. But really, I, my soul knew that there was, this was uh, a contract, like in the sense of, I knew there was a bigger picture here. There was a lesson here for me to learn. And it was boundaries And it was what I was willing to put up with in a relationship and what I was willing to not put up with in a relationship. So he created that relationship, created very strong boundaries for me within a relationship. And had I not gone through that relationship, I wouldn't be with Nick. I wouldn't be with my husband today. Yeah. 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 So I know that his soul was contracted in my life to, to teach me that lesson.
1: And so he was like a cameo in your life, right? Like I know... In Journey of Souls, they really kind of talk about like souls, us, our souls on the other side, look at our lives as kind of like a performance mm-hmm. because in, there's no time and space like we have here. It's very linear here um, in the spirit world. It, there's just no time and space. So for them, a whole lifetime could be like a week or two. For, uh, us. for for us mm-hmm. right, so it's it's when they're coming to when we are coming to. I always say they are because it's just like a different. But when <laughs> we're coming to do this do this performance, basically um, <laughs> to play out this to lifetime. play out this lifetime. um You know, it is in it is just like a two week thing, right? Yeah. Like it's not for in that type of mindset and you're going to have your soul family and then you're going to have like these little cameos coming in. Right. So he mm-hmm. was a cameo that came into your life and it was a set thing for him to come in mm-hmm. to teach you those lessons. And then he was like, okay, now that
0: now he's yeah out that he's served his purpose. Right. Yeah. And I could have like through free will, I could have stayed with him longer mm-hmm. or I could have left him earlier. You yep. know what I mean? So through free will, it was, how hard am I gonna make it? Mm-hmm. And I'm my eighteen year old self made it harder than it should have been. Like I knew at the very beginning that it was not a like it was not something I wanted to be a part of and it was um it was a bad it was just a bad relationship. Yeah. Um but there was like that ego side of me that wanted to stay for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I stayed for way longer than I needed to, but yeah. I could have learned that lesson a lot faster had I listened to my intuition.
1: Well, and then also brings up the fact of, you know, that's all part of learning. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, somebody could think like, Oh, well, I don't want to put myself in an, in a situation that I'm going to feel this way. Like, yeah. you know, why would, why would I plan a life? to be difficult, right? Well, yeah, that why is, why would I plan a life to be difficult? Why would I plan to have this man enter my life and, and, you know, cause in that moment, mm-hmm. especially in that moment, yeah. you'd be like, this is awful. And, and, you know, I couldn't imagine all the lessons you learned in that relationship. And it's like, well, why would anybody want that? And it's like, because that's why we're here yeah, to learn lessons. If you come to this life and there 's no adversity in your life, or there 's no heartache, and it 's just beautiful and happy the whole time
0: <laughs> then there 's kind no, of a
1: waste of yeah there 's no point there 's no point because yeah. you have that in the soul yeah in, right? the, spirit in world. the spirit world yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah so there 's got to be there 's got to be adversity, and there 's got to be difficulties and and lessons that's the whole point because that I remember that being one of the main questions that I had when I first started learning about all of this was like why the heck would anybody choose to have abusive parents or you know parents who are addicted to drugs or alcohol or an abusive relationship or you know, be abused or any of that sort of stuff. Why be would anybody poor be yeah, right? Like poverty, live a, poverty. Like all those things.
1: Yeah. But why would you want to choose to live a life like that? Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, yeah. And I remember kind of being, it's so funny. Cause as you read the book, you like read these things and I'm like, I get, all, I would get all these questions. Like, yeah. why would somebody want that? And then sure enough, right around the corner, it's it explains, yeah. it explained to you of why you would want that. And, um, you know, it, to me, it's really that part Understanding that mm-hmm. it's really helped me have a better perspective, right? Totally. So, like the, you know, the reason why you're gonna sub, so maybe you chose to have a really hard life, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe it's just constantly one thing after another after another, and that's a soul that has said, you know what, I really want to get all. That I can out of this lifetime. And I want to learn so many lessons. And there's some like, and it's funny because there's some souls that are like, yeah, no, let's just give me one or two and then we're good. And there's other souls that are like, pack it on. yeah, Let's pack it on. I can handle it. Yeah, I can handle it. I want to learn all the lessons so that I can um, level up really like a lot after this, right? And so they plan to have these adversities in their life so that they can learn all of these lessons. Now, again, they may...
0: Not get maybe. them
1: all. Maybe not get them all. Maybe <laughs> maybe they were too eager. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that happens all yeah. the time. Yeah, that happens all the time. So when we when we pass away, like when our soul leaves this body, we go back into the spirit world and we do uh, like a life review with our spirit guides and our council. And this can be triggering for some people, especially the people who really are perfectionists or like to control situations, um, because then they're like, oh my god, I have to review my life. Like, that is giving me anxiety. Just thinking about it.
1: Thinking, like, what did I do wrong? And it's not even, like, in my understanding... Is it's not, they're not sitting there saying, Oh, well, you did this
0: wrong. There's you no, did that. Judgment. no judgment, there's no judgment, no it's
1: all just a learning and it's yeah. all an ob- uh, observing yeah. and understanding. But I know like, I definitely felt that where I was like, what, they're going to sit there and be like, you did this wrong. Yeah,
0: they're not. It's just, there's no judgment It's all compassion and love and be like, this was our plan. Cause you're going to go back and remember exactly what it is that you plan to do out. And you're going to have this sense of like, oh yeah. And you'll be like, okay, well, I didn't get that lesson. Oh, I got that lesson. Okay. I see how when I treated that person this, that way it affected their life this way. So you're going to see all of that and you're going to feel all of them all of that but you're also going to have this greater perspective in the sense to be like okay overall I did I learned all my lessons or I did really well or overall okay I need to go back and try it again on xyz or or whatever it is and it can it can be multiple lifetimes before you learn those lessons and you're not going to come back and learn it exactly the same way no. or be presented with that lesson in the exact same situation but you will be presented that lesson in a different situation maybe a little bit easier to to get or a little bit um different
1: different. even setting up more support systems yeah. right yeah because like, again when you're planning your life you could be like okay this is where I faltered I think for my next life I'm gonna put in kind of more support systems yeah. in this area to kind of keep me on track yeah. um I love the, I love the idea of you know going back to the spirit world and reviewing your life I, I love do. that kind of like full review of the whole thing mm-hmm. and You know, for some souls, let's just say your life, you were contracted to not be a nice person, Mm -hmm. right? Like, let's just say that was your lesson to be in this lifetime and be the abuser, um, be the person that is not very nice Mm -hmm. and have maybe done things that were not great, right? So, um, and that soul feels that yeah like once 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 you're back to the spirit world and you're reviewing that soul can feel that heaviness like it's all of a sudden like you know if that soul hurts somebody badly right they're they go back and they feel that and there's a big like kind of like um healing that mm-hmm. goes on for that soul. Cause it's not like the soul just passes and it's like, Oh yeah. So I did this and this and this it's especially in those hard lifetimes yeah. when they've done something um, pretty tragic to somebody else or hurt somebody, they feel that and they have to take like, it's kind of like rehab where they yeah. go and they have to really, uh, sit with it and clear that out and con- come yeah. to terms with it, even though they planned it.
0: Yeah. And those souls would be considered as teachers and yes. would have been contracted as the teacher in the other soul's life. Yeah. So... So, in this lifetime, we're either a teacher or a student. Mm-hmm. So, we're either learning the lessons or we're teaching the lessons. Mm-hmm. So, for me, or that, both, yeah, right? Yeah, I think there's, well, through, p- there's probably both that it interweaves, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like in some situations, I'm the teacher, in some situations, yeah. I'm the student. So, in yeah. that experience that I had when I was 18 with that relationship, clearly he was contracted in my life to be the teacher mm-hmm. and I was the student. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, there's
1: different times in my
0: life that. You know,
1: there's different times in my life that I've been like I'm not proud of. Like I'll mm-hmm. look back when like middle school or something oh, yeah. and maybe um you know, I remember I remember being the victim of being bullied and then I remember switching to being the bully. Yeah. And and it's that sticks with me. Like yeah. and that's still to this day I'll look back and be like, "Wow." You need to do Why some inner I... child work around I that. know, because it's, it's, so, it's so funny, because it's such a small blip, and it's not like a, it was just a small period of time, yeah. but it's something that I'll randomly think back yeah. on and be like, how could I have been so cruel? Right. Right? And it just it hurts me to think I could be so cruel, but it's also, you look back and you think, okay, so I was, when I was being bullied, I was the student, and then when I did bully, I was the, the teacher. teacher, right? These yeah. were all meant for yeah. a reason, but yeah, it's it's hard sometimes to swallow that. Um, I know one of the things that I thought about with that was like, well, why would anybody, if we plan our lives, yeah, why would you plan a life where maybe you pass away at a young age? Like, oh, what is the point? That's a tough right? one. That is a tough yeah. one. And it's like, what what the heck is the point of that? And it was really kind of like heartwarming when reading this book, cause I was like, yeah, I went through that kind of like, no, I can't get on board with that. Yeah. That is too far. <laughs> <laughs> I've did that many times, <laughs> uh, many, many times. And, um, but then it was like, I could understand it as I read on, I understood it. I was like, Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. That contract was that child was in the parent's life to teach them about to teach them about like having, okay what is it like compassion or having a uh, sorrow? Yeah. All of grief. these grief, like they needed to learn this, right. This kind of lesson mm-hmm. and that, yeah, their soul contract was very short mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a cameo in the sense that it was like this yeah. soul contract. I'm only going to be planned. here. That was completely planned yeah. um, to be that teacher as hard as it seems. And it's like, why would a soul choose that? Well, that's was that soul's contract to yeah. just have that moment, that period. And then, they're back to the yeah. the spirit world. And... I wish,
0: I wish everybody understood soul contracts or knew about soul contracts because it it helps to put like every experience in your life into perspective. <laughs> so especially, much so, especially the hard the hard parts of your life so and when you understand that it's a soul contract and you know you're either learning the lesson or you're the one teaching the lesson you can come back with compassion and forgiveness and it's easier to have those feelings of compassion and forgiveness or being grateful for that Mm -hmm. for that lesson or whatever like there's just a different perspective to look at when you understand the the soul contracts
1: absolutely Mm -hmm. I find that for me in the daily and not to mean that I don't get dragged down into Mm -hmm. it. And I'm not like I'm above that or anything that I get dragged into it all the time. But it's like, but there's times that all of a sudden, like say I'm like really upset about something or a situation or how could that person be so mean or whatever it is. And now I find that I'll be like, It's such a weird and I'll say it to you and I'll be like, Oh, what I pulled myself back. And it's like, I pulled myself back and I was able to view the situation from a higher perspective Mm -hmm. and as a whole, instead of like me in it. Yeah. And it helps. It doesn't, it's not like a, a cure it doesn't like just take it it doesn't just take it away and i'm like i'm good it's my little magic pill but it's like it gives me perspective and it just find that it makes it easier yeah that we're gonna be going through these lessons and i'm gonna it's not gonna take away you know whatever that lesson is that i'm going through but it just gives me that kind of higher perspective to understand it easier yeah
0: yeah yeah and even when you're watching your close friends or family going through difficult times. And you understand that they're going through um, their own soul journey and their own contracts and their own lessons. And even as a parent, you know, understanding that my kids are going to go through adversity. Um, and instead of me getting into a fear-based space with them, I have the, now the ability to look at it from a higher perspective and understand that this is just a part of their timeline or their journey. And this is their lesson and this is the teacher or they're the teacher or whatever it is. And I can even speak that to them. Like my son's old enough now where he kind of understands that. And so it helps him get through it as well. You know, no, and it's it's funny
1: when you say that because it's it's hard too. It's mm-hmm. hard in the same fact when you have people in your life that are not at all don't have that higher perspective. No, they're not.
0: They're in the trenches. They're in
1: the trenches, and they don't believe maybe mm-hmm. in um, anything other than the reality that they're in. Yeah, and I I do I struggle with that. Right, yeah. I struggle when I see somebody. Um, going through it and having a hard time and struggling and you know my my first instinct is to be like oh but wait and want to <laughs> tell them everything and be like no 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 no, like this is your life lessons this is supposed to happen it's okay yeah. like that's when you get a like really? Yeah. Screw you. Yeah. Right? yeah <laughs> Cause for like sure. this is
0: hard. I'm going to slap
1: you right now. And so, and I find like, I'm going through that right now where, mm-hmm. you know, I have a family member going through the trenches and, and having a, a really hard time. And that's really difficult when you kind of like, when I feel like I have this knowledge
0: Yeah.
1: and, but I, I know and you want to share it and I want to share it and I'll share snippets of it. But I know
0: that, It's not going to be received. No,
1: it's not going to be received. And as much as it's, I've kind of like laid it, and I've gone through that process, right? I've gone through that process of having like verbal diarrhea, and I'm like, especially when I was reading that book. Holy. (laughs) And I'm like, and I know like, I just wanted to tell everybody. And then it was like, you soon started to realize, oh, okay, okay, they're not ready
0: to hear. You got to meet them at where they're at. You got to,
1: and they need to come to you. And that's where I've kind of like, you know, and that slowly has happened over time. But it's like, yeah, it's difficult when you know these things, but and you see and you want to help your friends and your family but you you have to understand and take that step back to be like nope they they need to come to you. yeah right? It's all in their contract, their exactly. purpose of getting that and you can't just fix that. And even like when you talk about with your children, mm-hmm. damn, like that that's hard. Mm-hmm. And I I can when you were saying that, I could just imagine like different times in my kids' life that I'm probably going to come and face. Yeah. And it's like pulling yourself away from being really in that as a mother and you just want to protect them and and it's really hard to then
0: also having that higher perspective yeah. like it's a, it's a tough way. I have a really good story about that actually yeah. so when I first started um awakening um this was like a very like very eye-opening for me to be like you know how having a different perspective or zooming out at the bigger picture can be so helpful. So Mm -hmm. my son, um, played, he doesn't play hockey anymore, but he was playing hockey and he was playing rep hockey. So anybody who has kids that play any type of sports, you know that the parents, especially when they're playing competitive sports and they're on rep teams, the parents, like the mentality can get very, um, low vibration, like very competitive, very, my kid's better than yours. There's a lot of judgment. There's a oh. lot of fear. There's a massive ego. Okay. So yeah. there's, there's two cases. Jace was, um, younger, like much younger and he got cut from a team and was placed on a lower team. And I was not awakened at this point at all. I was like, I was confused cause he didn't really belong on that team. Like even now I can, I know like his skill level was much higher than the other kids on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did not like try out very well, and he also had a very big ego in his like when he was trying out so i I can see why now he was placed on that team, but regardless in that moment, I got very ego based I was um angry, I was confused, I was um sad for him, like my heart broke for him because he wasn't playing with any of his friends I was like um. I don't know. There was like all of this, this, all these range of emotions that were all like low vibration and very ego based, very fear based. Like, well, mm-hmm. my son plays on this team. Now he's not going to get coached to the level he should be coached so that now he can't come back next year and play on the team. He's supposed to play on all these things, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it was very, also very fed by all the other parents who were like, I can't believe he got cut. Are you going to say something? Write a letter? Duh, duh, duh. And I like, I did like I was, i sorry. I didn't write a letter, but I, I got very, um, involved in that energy well, it was fueling you right? like fueling, I can feel, like feel the energy you just yeah. talking about it. I can feel that like yeah that it was like yes it was all it was anger it was yes all these things and Nick was in it too like we were like feeding each other and mm-hmm. all of the things and you know when the 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 teams come out and they're like you get the email after tryout and you're like your kid has made it on to the next tryout time is this time or you get the email and it's like sorry your son has been placed on this team and then there's like that gut punch when they've been cut because you know it's going to be devastating for them so there's like all these feelings and emotions that go around with it. Um, so that was my first experience. And I was like super ego based in involved in that. Then it happened a couple of years ago, uh, through COVID where he, he just, again, didn't try out, he hadn't been training. He just wasn't really into it. Um, but he, so he got caught on a, onto a team, uh, as a different team. And this time I was like, okay, we're good. Really? Yeah. And I could zoom out. I see the perspective from a higher perspective Jace, you did not do the work you needed to do to make the team that you wanted to make. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you've been cut onto a team that, you know, you may not want to play on, but that is where you're at. So there's going to be lessons for you on this team. The lessons are going to be something like you can be more of a mentor. You can be um, helpful or you can go into your ego and be I deserve to be on a better team this team sucks this did so obviously now I'm coaching him as his parent to have a better attitude about the team that he's on again all of the parents and the egos of that um that like that I guess the energy within minor hockey um, stayed the same stayed the same yeah, I and I was getting texts and phone calls and people talking to me. Oh my God, he just shouldn't. Blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do? You should email, you should phone, you should make a stink, you should do this. And I was like, no, we're good. Like good juice. for you. Yeah. And good
1: for you for being able to not get pulled into that cuz yeah. it's so easy to also be pulled in and be like even though you your initial reaction was like no this is good. Yeah. It's that that was you being tested yeah. to stay in that this is good yeah. with having all of that kind of firing at you mm-hmm. and um you being in, not getting kind of like and it's easy yes. but not getting like Hey, what? Yeah, yeah, right, and start feeling into that, and then going there. So it was like that was also another test for you to move through that and still stay strong in what you initially felt.
0: And so every time I got a text about it, I was like, you know what? It's okay. Jace has some lessons to learn, and this is this is for him. Like it has nothing to do with me.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's like when you're even talking about that, I can see. I could see like these different paths yeah. kind of like, it's like, I, I see them as like railroad tracks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, as you were saying, you know, it's his choice. He can either be a mentor. He could live in his ego. I could see all these like railroad tracks lighting up to be like, it's your choice. yeah. Child. That's your free will. Where, which, which one are you going to take? Cause yeah. that's going to take you down one track, yeah. right? One of these kind of paths yeah. that you've planned. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's that free will type of thing. Even though it's all the paths You've planned.
0: Yeah. It's your free will of which one you're going to take. Yeah. And you know what? He's been presented this lesson a couple times now. So, and I told him that I was like, listen, you didn't learn the lesson the first time you stayed in your ego. Mind you, I also stayed in ego through that year. Every time somebody asked me how it was going that first time he got cut, I was like, terrible. (laughs) I was like, the coach sucks and they're not learning anything. He's got to do all this extra training. And I was like, terrible. So I literally pulled that energy down. And that is where I sat, that vibration, that anger, that frustration all year long. It was not a good space to feel like to be in and it didn't feel good. No. So, but, and Jace didn't learn the lesson in that in that um, year and I didn't learn the lesson in that year. So then again, we were presented another opportunity to learn it. Isn't that Amazing. a couple of years later mm-hmm. though? Right. And it
1: will <clears throat> happen constantly. Things yeah. like that, that lesson. Yeah. It will constantly, whether you're awakened or not, yeah. you will find that this will kind of like happen. And also it happens again. Why does it keep happening to yeah. me? Right. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. And it's like, But you're the creator of your life, right? You are the creator. And if you live in that mindset of like, you know, poor me or why is this happening to me? Which I have an example of that. I have an example of that. Yeah. um, With myself. And um, this was, this was, I don't even know how many years ago. Basically, I was presented with the lesson of getting Lyme disease. Yeah. And you know, I remember on this journey because basically when I started, I started to feel ill and there was just no doctor, nobody could figure out what was going on. Right. And it just slowly started progressing where I was like, just not doing well, um, aches and, and headaches and all these things. I was just kind of going downhill and, and I was going to this doctor, this doctor doing this test and this test and nothing and nothing, nothing. And I was becoming my own advocate. Right. And looking at what if it's this and what if it's that, and um and I remember like it was a dark time, right? Mm-hmm. In my in my head. I it remember was a very dark time. You know, we
0: worked time. together a little bit at West Shore there. Yeah. And um yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah. It was just this, this, I remember this year, it was like this year of me just trying to figure out what the heck was going on. And, yeah. and it was so easy to be like, why is this happening to me? Right. Getting in that mindset. Um, even that, that mindset of a sick person, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening to me? I why feel is this? so gross. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And well, and, and it, and it's funny because like, It was one of these things that it was like there was some days that I did well and then there was some days that I was just felt like crap. Mm -hmm. But it was like the days that you felt well, you felt like you even had to play into that sickness because it's this invisible sickness that nobody sees. If I said I had cancer right away, if I had that label, Mm -hmm. I have cancer, Mm -hmm. it's accepted. Yeah. But when it's, you don't have a label of something or maybe somebody doesn't understand it, it's not accepted. So when you're having good days, it's like this sense of like, she's fine. What the heck's her problem? Or when you're, I was very good at hiding things. Right. And I could just hide it. Mm -hmm. um, Even though I was like. Like how you were
0: feeling. How I was feeling. I was feeling
1: sick or even mentally. Right. Like struggling. Like the mental side effects of that was like going to a doctor and them coming and saying, oh, okay, yeah, 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 no, I think it's this. And I was like, I got to the point where I was hopeful that it was something, yeah. right? Because <laughs> totally. I was like, something's happening. Give me an answer. Give me an answer. Yeah. I don't care. It's like, when do you ever want to be told you have some type of disorder? But I was at the point where something was happening. That wasn't changing, yeah. but nobody could figure it out. And then I would do the tests. And so I'd be hopeful, thinking, oh, something's going to come back and we're going to fix it. And then the come back, and i I don't know how many times I heard, wow, this is odd. I'm perplexed. (laughs) I don't know how many times I heard, I'm perplexed. And it's not, you know, this is, your test results are great. And I would just be, oh, I'd sit in my car and cry after. Yeah. And, um, and so I just remember being in that kind of mindset of like, why me? Why is this happening? And I went down this like tunnel, Yeah, definitely down this tunnel. And now when I look back, I feel like it kept me there. Yeah. Right. It kept me in that, that um, energy.
0: In that energy. In that mindset.
1: That my, yeah. And that um, it kind of even pushed me down more yeah. when I was in that tunnel. And the really cool thing, because I realize now that this was part of my path. Of awakening. Of awakening. And I even feel like this wouldn't have happened if maybe I had taken other paths before to get onto this awakening path. Like I, part of me feels like this was something that was like, okay, no, no, she's not, she's not going to shift here. (laughs) We need a big shift. She's not, she's not not getting it. Yeah. We're going to push her. And so, and I remember the very first kind of like flicker of light in my head of like there's some type, there's something going on bigger than us, bigger than, This earth bigger than anything was when I had, and I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but basically when I kind of was presented with a certain doctor for the third time by a very like unrealistic kind of manner, right? Like it was just a, it was a client of mine and yeah, it just didn't make sense of why this would be presented to me and why I was even talking about this, right? Yeah, and
0: he he was a cameo in your He was a cameo. Soul contracted.
1: And a huge cameo, right? Like, and it was such a quick cameo. Yeah. But he was, but he changed the... projectory of my life just this this huge cameo one
0: conversation that
1: one conversation and that's how subtle it can be yes and it was like he came in and he said this and I had heard it a few other times throughout that year go see this doctor now go see this doctor (laughs) no that's not it because he
0: was a naturopath yeah, it was a yeah. natural
1: path, and I was seeing all of these doctors, and I was, you know, going to this specialist and this specialist, and, and I yeah. was like, and it was just, it, you know, I dismissed it.
0: And why would, how would a natural
1: path know what's wrong with you? Yes, right? and I was just, and I was dismissing it. Yeah. And, but when he came, and the, how the situation happened, and I remember leaving that conversation, and I was like, whoa, I instantly knew what he said which other people had already said Lyme disease and I was like nope mm-hmm. um I it, it was this knowing yeah. it instantly I was like this is it mm-hmm. no this is it and I I can't I, I can't explain how like strong in my like I knew yeah he was without right without doubt without doubt and and I remember kind of sitting back and saying there's something bigger at hand here mm-hmm. like this kind of I just got goosebumps <laughs> Through through my body. I know, and I was like, cause it just was so eye opening to me, and I said to many people I said the universe the universe put him in my path, yep. the universe was trying to tell me it was Lyme disease was trying to tell me to go to this certain doctor, and I dismissed it, and I dismissed it, and it wasn't until till the third time mm-hmm. that all of a sudden it just like this click the the little flicker went off, mm-hmm. and I was like, obviously I went and <laughs> Yeah, it turned out it was Lyme disease. And I knew it before even the test came back. I just knew it. Yeah. And and I got better. But it was like, I knew that the universe was like telling me to do this. And I ignored it. Yeah. But the universe, there was a bigger thing at hand. And that was kind of like my very first flicker of like, there's way more than just this reality Mm -hmm. that we're in. Mm -hmm. And I also can look back because, you know, that whole year and then even when trying to get better right and having to get better and all that stuff just the mindset too Mm -hmm. like I can see how that mindset kept me in that lower vibrational right until I like came out of that being like why me why is this happening this they don't understand all these things right and that kept me there and it was like as now looking at a higher perspective, I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. I'm like that. What a lesson. And that completely shifted me onto this path. Yeah. Right.
0: And I bet you, I bet you almost everybody can think back to a time in their life where there was some sort of big event or big transition or change or something that put them onto a different path.
1: Absolutely. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right? There's so many. Yeah. And whether it's like a big thing of like, you know, getting we- sick or like just a thing of not getting that job that you yeah. wanted. You wanted it so badly mm-hmm. and you thought you were going to get it and it was going to be the big and you didn't get it and it was devastating.
0: Yeah. 'Cause you didn't understand the bigger picture.
1: No. But now when you look back, you're like,
0: oh. oh see, if I hadn't if I had got that job, I would have stayed in that city yep. and I wouldn't have moved here and met my husband and had these kids or something like that. All of it. Yeah. All of it. Because you can see, yeah, you can go back and think about I can think of so many times where you know, certain decisions led me to certain um experiences or adventures or whatever.
1: Or can you even see where your guides were literally like because I can see so many times now that I'm like, oh, like, I really wasn't listening. Yes. And they, it was like one of those, like, we're at the end of the rope here. Yeah. This is happening. And I can pinpoint different things in my life that mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that was like the end of the rope. <laughs> we're doing this. Right. It felt awful at the time. Yeah. But it was like, it was meant like, it was like, no, no, you're getting back onto this kind of higher purpose yeah. path. Yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And free will will keep you on one path or another because we all have different paths or different timelines. Because when we have the, um, when we have free will, like, like I we said, we have all of these lessons that we need to learn, but it's up to us how we're going to learn these lessons. Mm-hmm. And depending on, you know, your free will and how you choose to do it will put you on a certain path or not. And if you're listening to your intuition throughout your lifetime, you'll always be on your highest, mm-hmm. you know, most divine path that will you know, work with you in more ease than maybe some of the other ones.
1: Yeah. So that's how I, like, like, when I picture it, I picture like this path, like this big path in front of me, mm-hmm. and then all of these like offshooting paths, like, you know, railroad tracks, yeah. whatever it is. And it's like, okay, well, if you were to go straight on this path, you're still going to have adversities in your life because yeah. that's part of learning your lessons, but maybe they'll be softer or maybe you'll get through them better. Mm-hmm. But because of free will, you may detour off that path for a bit and then come back and then come back and then detour and come back or you may detour and not come back yeah. and you just go down that a different,
0: different path.
1: Yeah. 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 So it's, um, yeah, I find it, it really helps in the day to day to kind of understand the, paths
0: and contracts
1: and contracts people contracts with people that um it's helped me forgive people yeah a
0: lot right it's helped me find compassion for situations Mm -hmm. and um you know be okay with outcomes of things that you know I wanted a different outcome for
1: yeah and even understanding like you know I've had I still have people in my life that I don't agree or maybe have some You know, anger towards them Mm -hmm. on my human earth type of life. Yeah. But, um, and that's something I have to work through, but I also, at the same breath, understand that, but that is their role to play. Yeah. And this, you know, a loved one and this person have agreed to go through this together Mm -hmm. to learn these lessons.
0: Yes.
1: Right. And so to be able to step back and observe.
0: Yeah. Totally. Totally. So why? Like, why don't we remember everything before we come into this life? Like, why do we have amnesia about all the things that we're talking about? Because it's a big joke. Because <laughs> <It's laughs> like, they're like, Ha-ha. <laughs> let's like, let's watch them. Let's watch them play. Like, okay, here's all the things you're gonna do, and then we're gonna drop you into your life, and you're not gonna remember, remember anything.
1: anything. <laughs> I know. I'm like because that's the biggest lesson of all, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, if we if we knew everything.
0: There would be no point then.
1: No, there would be... Like, you know, Earth is the only... My understanding is Earth is the only planet. Earth is the only school that we lose that memory yes so it is the hardest school it is the hardest planet um to come and learn off of but it also is going to be that planet that you you level up faster yes that's why a
0: lot of souls want to do incarnations into this lifetime is because yes it is harder and so you're learning the lessons faster
1: faster and leveling up because there's different you know like earth is a three dimension 3d um planet yeah And there's many other planets that are 3D that you could choose to go learn lessons on, right? That are still that kind of have that, those lessons, but it's not going to be the same as Earth. It's not going to be as hard as Earth. And you're just not going to kind of like level up Mm -hmm. as much, but they don't have the amnesia Mm -hmm. like the Earth school does.
0: Yeah. And it's important, I think, to point out that not all souls... Will do incarnations on different planets. Yeah, a lot of souls prefer just to do Earth or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's some souls, many souls that have never even come to Earth. Yeah, right. That yeah. that
1: they're learning their lessons on all of these other planets that are us to choose. Right. Yeah.
0: We call them what? Star beings.
1: Oh, um, uh, star people. Star people. Star people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, what? So like, <laughs> we were just talking about this, um, because I. Was saying, I was telling Mandy that um, I was talking to my boys and my youngest, um, and I was kind of talking. We were talking about aliens or whatever, and I, and I said, "Well, we're all aliens." I said, "We're all aliens." I'm like, "There's people that live on different planets, and they like, would we're see, we're planet we're a planet." And somebody lives on a different planet, a different uh, being, uh, would look at us as aliens, right? And I say that in quotation because it's just a word that we've dubbed. And so I was saying, I was kind of explaining this to my youngest. And uh, he came back after school that day and he was like, yeah, I was telling my friend that I'm an alien. We're all aliens. (laughs) And I was like, Oh oh, no. oh, okay, okay. How did he react? And I was like, shoot. Um, because it's like <laughs> like, no, I don't want to like stifle him, yeah. but I'm also like not everybody's ready to no. hear these things. And so then I started to explain to them. I said, Well, you know, they actually don't really like to be called aliens because, you know, they don't. Though, no, they real. don't. They don't for real. Yeah. Um. Just because, and the only reason it's just a name, but it's because of the stigma, ing, the stigma of alien that we've created as humanity, yeah. is a fear-based stigma. Yes. And um, they really don't care what we like. Names is not really significant, but um, that one comes with fear, yeah. right? And so what I've heard and been told is that uh, they prefer to be called star people <laughs> <I like laughs> because that. they're from the stars, yeah. but then you know, another planet, we would be star people because we would be looked at as from the stars. Yeah. Right? And if you
0: think about it, our souls incarnate onto this planet. We don't exist, like we don't come like our souls aren't from this planet. No. So we are also star people or aliens. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. Kind of yeah. just like, yeah, I just found it uh
1: uh that was a that was a funny kind of eye opening mum moment when I was like
0: <laughs> shoot. That's so shoot, funny. Shoot. Why is he so literal? <laughs> It's cute. It's funny. But yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that we went through everything we wanted to chat about. We could probably talk a little bit about soul families. Yeah. Yeah. So soul families, Um. you know, like as Ali said, we come into this, onto this incarnation as kind of like our performance. Like it's our... Our theater in a sense and we have like we're the main character the main role but we also have these supporting roles in our life and um, they would be considered our soul family so soul family are souls that have incarnated with us and we have incarnated with them and we play a certain role in each other's lives over multiple lifetimes but we all just play different roles so for example Ali and i in this lifetime are playing the role of friends um, but in a previous lifetime, we may have played the role of sisters. lovers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said sisters. You I said know. That. I just. <laughs> so I funny. just had to throw
0: that out. I was like, That's I'm seriously. like, she's
1: not gonna think lovers, and I'm like, I'm just gonna say. <laughs>
0: true we could have been lovers oh absolutely yeah, but we also could have been sisters <laughs> yes so, so. or brothers or brothers
1: or uh you could have been my my son or whatever right yeah. like those that Multiple. kind of like yeah it changes yeah. and my and I my kids love that <laughs> like they love when I've said this I'm yeah. like heck you could have been my grandpa in the last um lifetime and they're like like I'm was older than you yeah and I'm like yeah and they're like it's huh, pretty cool yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it, it is yeah. right like and so it's really interesting to see that you can live different lifetimes and be a different role yeah. in these people's lives yeah. right and sometimes like i know like with some like when they say soulmate yeah that's typically because you've just lived multiple, multiple lives lifetimes. as and you
0: just feel that soul connection yes. because you're so soul familiar with them. yeah, Like your and souls you, are familiar.
1: Yeah. And that you've just, you guys have kind of been like, yeah, let's be, let's be partners again. Like mm-hmm. let's be um, married again in this yeah. lifetime. And you've just done maybe that role yeah. so many times together. Then it's just that kind of like stronger uh, connection type yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: And also we, when we're planning our lifetimes and we know like, so for example, Nick and my husband is contracted to be my husband in this lifetime. And I'm contracted to be his wife. We have this, these, lessons in these things planned out together blah 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 but when we when we're planning this like there has to be some sort of trigger for us to like have that you know when you meet your spouse and everybody's like I just knew like I had that yes. feeling I just knew for Nick I knew it was like there was something there because of the red hat he was wearing so he when we met so he and I when we were planning our life together um the trigger was for me to see his red hat he would be wearing a red hat that night and for him it was my smile
1: wow I love it yeah well and that reminds me of like that in the journey of souls they were talking about um this one soul was kind of like setting up uh their kind of lifetime yeah and I guess in the last lifetime missed a cue yeah Right. Missed a cue for um, their partner to step in. And they kind of went through this like, okay, so I'm going to study this because I missed it last time. Yeah. I'm going to study this so that I will instinctively get that cue. And I remember it was something like the the soul was studying. It was going to be in a gym. Mm hmm. The smell, yeah. so it was like okay, the smell of sweat yeah. was was one of the things. Um, it could be easily like a red hat or something, and it was all these kind of things. Like this is when you're going to meet this person. Yeah, you could bypass it and not pick up on those cues, mm-hmm. and then again, that's another lifetime that's that you're a not together. Path. Another yeah. path, or <laughs> it was like this soul was determined that was going to pick up on these cues and was really studying like that smell, that all of these things, so that. You know, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to remember this, but I'm going to have these kind of like cues that just kind of go, I need to
0: talk to this person, right? Or you're just going to have that. Yeah. And then when you are having that, there's that, there's that spark, that connection that's going through. And you don't understand it. And when you were talking, that reminded me of deja vu a little bit, because Mm -hmm. when you have... I can remember multiple times in my life where I've had deja vu and you still, you know, I still have deja vu once in a while. And a lot of people will ask me, well, what does deja vu mean? What it means is that you're having a remembering of planning this moment out. Yeah. So it's really cool when you have deja so vu. cool. Because it's confirmation that you're on the right path because yeah. that, because you've already planned that moment It's out. already happened. That's like why. Like in I, a sense, yeah. it's already happened. Yeah. 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 So I thought deja vu, when I heard that and when I realized that it made sense to me and I was like, yep, that's right. That feels right to me. I'm going to
1: set the intention. I want some deja vus this week. (laughs) There
0: you go. (laughs) Well, it's just really cool once you kind of know
1: the backside of it and you're like, oh, right, to then experience it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah. I remember a time when I was in high school where I had deja vu for like two minutes. (gasps) Yeah, it was a long minutes. one. Yeah, wow. it was, I was playing basketball and we was in the gym and everything, like just the sound of the bouncing balls and the people and the colors, the smell. Yeah. Like it was just like a really long deja vu and it freaked me out a little bit at the time, but now I, now I look back at it.
1: But I find like when I'm in a deja vu, which has never lasted two minutes, yeah. but when I'm in it, it, doesn't it feel like the energy kind of waves? Like, I don't know. I feel this kind of sense of like... Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And it's such a weird... But it's just like, it feels like this, like the moment, like the energy's waving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like maybe that veil or something has like that kind of veil has lifted or something. But I feel this like just in that moment at this kind of like unwavering feeling and, and then it's gone.
0: I'm going to set the intention for deja vu this week too. And then I'm going to pay attention to that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Then we can talk about it on another podcast.
1: Everybody's going to do it.
0: (laughs) Do it. Yeah. (laughs) So that will be your homework for this week is to set the intention to have deja vu. And we will see you next week. Bye.